This episode is sponsored by Riverside, your all-in-one podcast and video platform. I've been using Riverside for years, super high quality podcast recordings ready in minutes, but listen to this. They just launched Magic Clips, which is their AI powered video clips maker for social media. So I do one podcast episode and get 10 video clips back in minutes. This is game changing for video content creators. Click the link in the show notes and use the code MSM23 for 15% off. This episode is also sponsored by PDC Flow payment management made easy. PDC Flow just built this super cool product called Flow Billing, which helps you avoid late or missed payments from your customers. Flow Billing captures payment information, verifies it to make sure it's valid, and automatically collects invoice payments for the work that you do. So there's no waiting and there's no uncomfortable email or phone call. Visit pdcflow.com flow billing to learn more. Founders and salespeople, they talk to customers and prospects all the time. But the problem is they don't ask the same important questions in a systematic way. They don't track the answers and organize the feedback into something that's usable by them and by the team. So it's really like usually just very short-term focused. You get on your call, you talk to your customers, you talk to prospects, you ask certain questions, you kind of think about it in the back of your head, you kind of mention it in certain meetings with your team, but it's not long-term focused, right? And it's not systematic. So you're gathering the insights in your own head and then sharing some snippets that you remember. Maybe, maybe you forget certain things from conversations you had this week, right? Without documenting the specifics. So you miss a lot. But the specific insights, the common thread you keep hearing from your customers and prospects when you ask the same questions over and over, that is the gold, If you're at an early stage startup, you're in the right place. Every startup begins bootstrapped, pre-seed or seed, and that's such an exciting time, but also a really challenging time. 50 to 90% of early stage startups don't make it. We should be able to get our startups over the hump and without guessing or throwing spaghetti. Marketing is an important part of your go-to market strategy, but you need to understand the why behind the what in order to get clarity, make the right decisions and get results. Welcome to season four, where I'll be asking why in order to help bring more clarity to the messy world of early stage startup marketing. Hi, welcome back to the Modern Startup Marketing Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about mass marketing as a system. So I mentioned that in my in last week's podcast episode that I developed this system. I'm calling it MASS, M-A-A-S, Marketing as a System. And I've got these steps that I put together. It's also on my website if you click under process. But what I wanted to do as part of the season four Modern Startup Marketing Podcast is go into each step because I think that this is really valuable for especially for early stage startups. I've developed this systematic approach to marketing for early stage startups, and I just want to share it with you. I want to share the why behind it, of course, because this season I'm asking a lot of why questions. Why even do this step, right? So we'll talk about the why, 
for voice of customer research. We'll talk about the what and who owns it and the how and all that. So let's just get started. So what is it? What is voice of the first step? Voice of customer research. I shoot for five to 10 one hour conversations with B2B customer super fans plus warm prospects plus lapsed buyers if you have them. And I'm calling out B2B because for B2C, there's a sort of a different approach and I work with mostly B2B startups. So we're, we're talking about B2B here. So why does voice to customer research even work? This is the most important part of the work that I do. You get this wrong and everything else in the system crumbles because this research Voice to customer research helps you better understand your target buyer and have more empathy for them. We'll talk about empathy a little bit later in this episode, but this empathy that goes beyond what they think about your company or product. Most people are not thinking about your company or product like you're thinking about your company or product. Surprise, surprise. And helps inform everything else, marketing, messaging, positioning related for your target buyer. And you're not just making it up as you go along. And it's actually here that I find that early stage startups don't spend enough time. After so much time that I've spent with early stage startups working within companies and seeing what they do, where they put the focus, I find that they don't spend enough time with this voice of customer research. And it is so, so, so important. Founders and salespeople, they talk to customers and prospects all the time. But the problem is they don't ask the same important questions in a systematic way. They don't track the answers and organize the feedback into something that's usable by them and by the team. So it's really like usually just very short-term focused. You get on your call, you talk to your customers, you talk to prospects, you ask certain questions, you kind of think about it in the back of your head, you kind of mention it in certain meetings with your team, but it's not long-term focused, right? And it's not systematic. So you're gathering the insights in your own head and then sharing some snippets that you remember. Maybe, maybe you forget certain things from conversations you had this week, right? Without documenting the specifics. So you miss a lot. But the specific insights, the common thread you keep hearing from your customers and prospects when you ask the same questions over and over, that is the gold, So let's talk about who owns this, because I think we all kind of agree, like, this is important. Voice of customer research is important. I wish more early stage startups put the focus on this first, right? Or at least brought someone in to help put the focus on this first, because this, we understand why it's important work. So who owns this? Someone that knows how to talk to customers and pull out specific insights, That's the common thread you keep hearing on repeat across customers and prospects when you ask the same questions. And what I found is it's actually not that easy to know or to kind of look for that, those common threads and get those specific insights documented. So you really want to find someone that can do that. When I start working with an early stage startup, we have our kickoff call with the team And I ask them, what is your product? Who's it for? How does it work? What's the value they're getting? All of those important questions I ask from the team. 
And then I go talk to their customers and prospects. And every single time I find that there is some kind of a mismatch or some kind of key insight that's been overlooked. Maybe it's how they talk about their product or the value that they're they're bringing to their target buyer or about how the product has changed the life of the target buyer that they didn't even realize that this was happening. And as a founder or salesperson, you you just don't go asking customers and prospect these types of questions. I totally get it. You don't, it's just awkward. You don't want to go and ask like talking to customers, kind of they're using the product. Maybe you're talking about something that you're going to build into the future. And then suddenly you're like, well, how does our product change your life? That's strange. You don't want to bring it up, right? So you need sort of like a more natural way to do this. And someone needs to own this in a systematic way across multiple customers and prospects. And that's usually the marketer. And usually the way that I like to get connected to customers and prospects is... I just want to learn more about you because really a lot of the conversation is just about them, what they do at work, their goals, their challenges. And then people automatically are like, sure, I'd love to talk about myself. I will tell you everything. Let's get on a call, right? So it's not hard to do that. There hasn't been in the past. So let's talk about how to get this done, this voice of customer research work done. There's an episode I recorded with Lemon.io founder, Alexandra Volodarsky. It's episode 67. So it was a while back and it's called, they spent a hundred hours to better understand their customer and grew 2.6 X. It's a really good one, good episode, but you don't have to spend a hundred hours. You do have to spend at least five to 10 really thoughtful hours. So go listen to that one because it just puts the, I love how they put the focus on the customer. A lot of companies say like, we're focused on customers, we're focused on, but they don't actually do the proper, actually like do the work that will give them more empathy for their customer, their user. I've got a playbook on my website. It's called Six Steps to Build Personas Like a Boss. I'll include a link in the show notes for you guys if you want to check it out. And in the playbook, I include the six steps to do voice of customer research and then create your actually usable persona slide. Because a lot of persona slides out there are just like collecting dust and nobody uses them. And I've sort of found a way to create this persona slide or personas that are actually usable, not just for your marketing team, but across teams. So the six steps, let's talk about them kind of high level. And then you guys can, if you want, you can take a look at the playbook. Step one, understand empathy. I told you we'd come back to empathy because it's really important. So empathy is a really important part of marketing, is a really important part of voice of customer research. The natural result of empathy is love. And I don't want you to walk away at this point even though it's getting a little mushy, stay with me. So if you're truly working to empathize with the people you are marketing to, you should find yourself loving them. When you love someone, you want the best for them. I don't think anyone will disagree with that. If you truly feel that what you're offering is a value, it'll become easy for you to make that case that we're, you know, we're offering you something that's valuable. We want the best for you. And so 
understand empathy and the result of empathy is love and so on and so forth, what I just described. So sorry, I got mushy there in step one, but I think before we even talk about the how, the steps, the process, the questions for voice of customer research, you really need to understand like, why are you even doing this? It's because of empathy. And that's why a lot of the questions are not about your product or company. It's about understanding this person that's your target in your target audience or your target buyer. Step two, create your list of questions. So I've got a link to the most important questions. If you read the playbook, the link is in there. A lot of the questions are not about your company or product, like I mentioned before, but more about them, this person you're talking to, what they do at work, who do they report to, what are their goals at work, what are their challenges at work, and so on and so forth. It's really, a lot of it is really about them. I also cover things like, who do you follow? What are the experts in the space that you follow? Where do you hang out online? What events do you go to? Things like that. It's again, mostly about them. Step three, reach out to people. You want to speak with five to 10 customers and prospects, like I mentioned. Step four is do the interview. So record it so that you or others can go back and listen. This is pretty helpful. I like to take notes in a Google Doc as the person's talking. I'm a note taker. Then I go back and highlight the most important insights that came out of the conversation. And then when I have like five to 10 of these notes docs, I can look at my highlights and that's how I find my common thread. Step five is create persona or personas. In the playbook, I share a fill, one filled out persona slide and also an unfilled template that you can use. I'm only into creating persona slides if they're actually used by the team. I don't do this so that it collects dust and nobody uses it. That goes with all of my marketing work that I do. I only do the stuff that's usable. So as with all research, you need proof. And what makes these personas super valuable is I pull out quotes directly from the notes that I take from speaking with people and include them to back up my points. So we're, we are not just making assumptions. You do not ever want to do that. And then finally, step six, share with your team and plan out next steps together. So because marketing touches everything, maybe this means you'll be tweaking your sales deck or your sales emails or your website copy. So you want to share it with your team and get everybody on the same page and on board with what you've built from the voice of customer research. So that's it. We covered mass marketing as a system. Step one, voice of customer research. We covered what is it? Why does voice of customer research work? Who owns this or who should own this? And what actually owning it means? How to get it done? And you can get the link to the playbook in the show notes. Next time I'll be talking about mass marketing as a system. Step two, the marketing foundation deck, which includes the personas and so much more. So stay tuned for that. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this weekly episode of Modern Startup Marketing. New episodes are dropping weekly, so make sure you're following wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on LinkedIn, search for Anna Fermanov, visit my website to learn more about how I help early stage startups, go to fermanovmarketing.com, and don't forget to leave a review if you're loving the show.